Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for another opportunity to have our meeting today. We thank you for how you have met us in the past by speaking to us your word. As we continue to look at the glory of the latter temple, I pray that, Father, you will continue to speak to us. I pray that at the end of this meeting, we will have cause to rejoice in you once again. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen. Haggai chapter 2 verse 9. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. Amen. We have seen that the glory of the latter temple indeed shall be greater than the former. We saw this as we discussed the glory of the bodies, those resurrected in Christ and those that are not yet resurrected. The Bible says in the twinkling of an eye, we shall all be transformed. We shall have new bodies that will not have pain, sorrow, that will only be prepared to enjoy eternity in heaven. Sometimes it is hard to convince people of eternal glory. When you talk about eternal glory, it seems like you are just telling a story, particularly when there is nothing that they can compare it to or compare it with here on earth. When I was in school, we had theory and practicals in some subjects. They give you the theory of the subject, but when it comes to the practicals, you are now better able to appreciate what you were being taught in the theory. So while the theory is something that is read to you from textbooks, the practical is something that you see and you do hands-on. So today, I want to begin to discuss a glimpse of eternal glory, a glimpse of eternal glory. Because of our time, I'm going to split it into two parts. We are going to be looking at the part that tells us that a glimpse of eternal glory is our motivation to endure the challenges of this world. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, the Bible tells us that for the joy that was set before Jesus, he went to the cross and endured the shame of the cross. The cross in the Roman times was the most excruciating punishment that was reserved for a criminal of the highest order. It was a very shameful thing to go to the cross because it meant that you were not a righteous man, you were a wicked criminal. But the Bible tells us that Jesus despised that shame because he saw the joy of souls coming into salvation. He saw the joy of having many brothers in the Lord. So that when we talk of the glimpse of eternal glory, it should be our motivation to continue to trudge on, to continue to hold on to God in spite of the difficulties, persecutions, and challenges that we face in life. Peter, James, and John had a glimpse of eternal glory when they saw Jesus transfigured on the mountain. In fact, when they saw him transfigured, they realized the reality and the power of the gospel that he preached. So powerful was that transfiguration that Peter himself noted that he did not follow fables. He understood what it was that he followed because of what he saw with his eyes on the mountain of transfiguration. In fact, John noted in 1 John chapter 3, he said, It does not yet appear what we will be like, but we know that when we see him, we shall be like him. And when John himself saw Jesus in the book of Revelation, he melted. The Jesus that John related with here on earth was completely different from the Jesus that he saw in Revelation. He saw a head with white hair. He saw eyes that were burning like flames of fire. 
He saw feet that were like fine brass. He heard a voice that was like the sound of many waters. It was completely different from the Jesus that he used to touch here on the earth. I am sure that the revelation of Jesus and the other revelations that he saw after that must have helped him to endure what he was going through on the island of Patmos. Unfortunately, in our own time, we are being misled by Satan and his cohorts. We are being shown the glories of this world. And you cannot compare the glories of this world to the glories of eternity. You will recall that when Jesus was being tempted by Satan, the Bible says that Satan took Jesus up on a mountain and showed him in a moment the glories of this world. And he said to Jesus, if you will fall down and worship me, I will give you all these glories. But Jesus rebuked him and said to him, get thee behind me. It is only God that deserves our worship. Because Jesus knew the glory that was in heaven, he could tell Satan, get behind me. I will worship God and him alone will I serve. When we are unable to have a glimpse of eternal glory, we will be moved by the glories of this world. The Bible lets us understand that the glories of this world are a fading glory. They cannot even stand where the glory of God is. So the Bible warns us that we should not look at the glories of this world, but that we should focus on God. Even when we are facing life challenges, we focus on God because of the glory in eternity. God wants to help us to catch a glimpse of that glory in eternity through the scriptures so that we will not be misled by Satan. Many times we look at splendid buildings here on the earth and we wonder when we will be able to live in such a place. But Jesus Christ said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I'm going there to build a place for you. And when that house is finished, I will come and take you there. There's the story that is told of a blind girl who was standing with three of her friends in front of a store window. They were admiring a dress. While the other three girls were excited because they could see the dress, the blind girl was not excited because she couldn't see it. She was only hearing what they were saying. So a man passing by said to the friends, why don't you take her inside the store and let her touch and feel the dress? So they took the counsel of the man, took the girl inside, and as the girl began to touch the dress, suddenly the man saw through the store window how excited the blind girl was. Many of us are like that blind girl. We are hearing about the glory, but we have not tasted of it. We have not experienced it. So we cannot be excited. God wants you and I to be able to experience, at least have a glimpse of the glory so that we can likewise have the joy that Jesus had, even though he had to go through the cross. God wants us to have the kind of motivation that Peter, John, Paul, and the others, the early Christians had that made them withstand persecution. Even at the pain of death, they did not deny Jesus because of the glory that was set before them. John wrote about Jesus, whom they had touched, whom they had handled, whom they had seen. And he said, I want to share this Jesus with you so that your joy can indeed be full. God wants us to touch his glory through the scriptures so that when we touch it, our joy can be full. We know that we have not chased after a fable, that we are pursuing something that is tangible. So by the grace of God, next week we shall begin to look at the scriptures to see the glory of God in heaven so that we also can touch that glory and be rooted in our faith in God and not allow Satan to deceive us with the glories of this world.
Indeed, the glory of the latter shall be greater than the glory of this world. The glories that we shall receive when we are in heaven with God, it shall be far, far greater than any glory that we know of here on the earth. This should be one of the motivations that should help us to walk as God wants us to walk in this present age. And I pray that God is going to help us to be able to touch that glory and stand firm in him here on the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for that which you have challenged us by through your word. We thank you because, Lord, Satan will not be able to deceive us again by showing us the glories of this world. Indeed, the glories of this world are fading away and they cannot be compared with the glory of eternal glory. I pray, Almighty and everlasting God, that as we resist Satan here on earth and we look forward to holding on to you, that, Lord, you will cause us to be partakers of your glory in eternity. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen.